Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. Mindfulness in Plain English by Bhante Hinapola Gunaratara. This book explains the myths, realities, and benefits of meditation and mindfulness. It provides a step-by-step -step guide to cultivate mindfulness for greater focus, clarity, peace, and happiness. The book focuses on vipassana, which is a Buddhist meditation practice. But the insights are applicable regardless of your religious affiliation. Why meditate? It's human nature to feel dissatisfied with life and want more for ourselves. We may enjoy temporary highs from success and pleasures, but quickly slip back into stress, envy, or discontent. That's because we're stuck in a mental treadmill of desire versus aversion. We tend to mentally categorize our experiences, cling to what we think is good, reject what we think is bad, and ignore everything else. We end up chasing pleasures, avoiding pain, and ignoring 90% of our experiences. We're prisoners of this mental treadmill. We suffer when we face mishaps and losses. We even suffer when we experience success, since we're afraid to lose what we've gained. So, we're constantly trying to protect what we have, get even more, then cling on to what we've gained. We tell ourselves, if I only had this, all my problems will be solved. Or, if I only had that, I'd be happy. Ultimately, all of us want peace and happiness. Meditation can help us to achieve that by stepping outside our mental treadmill. When you're acutely aware of your thoughts and actions, you can recognize your desires without obsessing over them. Face your fears without being crippled by them. See yourself without illusion or judgment, and understand how you fit in with other human beings. These help you to think and act with greater focus, clarity, and intuition. There are many approaches to meditation, from prayers to yogic meditation. All of them involve focusing with your mind with the ultimate goal of developing awareness or mindfulness. This book specifically presents the Vipassana system of meditation, which is the oldest Buddhist meditation practice. It teaches you to direct your attention to one aspect of your existence each time, examining it with such precision and clarity that you can see right through to its fundamental reality, thus gaining deep insight. To do that, you need two things, concentration and mindfulness. Concentration is about forcing your naturally restless mind to focus on one thing. Mindfulness is about calmly noticing when your mind has wandered so you can bring it back to focus. To gain deep insight, you need both elements. Concentration without mindfulness can lead to a state of stupor or an unhealthy obsession with what you're focusing on. Mindfulness without concentration can mean watching so many things that you can't penetrate any of them at a deep level. 
mindfulness is the English translation of the Pali word sati, which can also mean bear attention. We first become aware of something through a subtle, fleeting state of non-conceptual awareness. This happens for a split second before our mind starts to attach labels and concepts to the stimuli to form conscious thoughts. For example, that's a dog, or that's an adorable dog. Meditation trains our minds to prolong that initial moment of full awareness when we see things as they are without distortion. You hear a sound because sound waves that strike your ear are translated into electrical impulses in your brain. That is the simple reality. Yet your mind processes the experience through thoughts and mental filters. You guess what the sound is and where it's coming from. You attach judgments and labels, like whether it's loud or soft, pleasant or irritating. Then you respond to those judgments. For example, you feel angry at your neighbor for disturbing you. Worry and anxiety don't appear from thin air. They come from your thought processes when you try to cling on to what's good or reject what's bad. Likewise, pain isn't a thing. When you say, I have a pain in my arm, you're introducing the concept of I into the picture. Or you may imagine bolts of lightning running through your arm, which is conceptually different from the reality of pain. Mindfulness is about seeing reality as it is without judgment or biases. During meditation, you seek to watch your own thoughts and responses with calm detachment instead of being caught up in them. When you can separate the stimulus from your mental labels, it prevents your obsessive thoughts from spiraling out of control. With repeated practice, you can train your mind to see the world differently and can make better decisions. To truly understand something, you need an objective, big-picture viewpoint, and to give equal consideration to everyone's concerns. Once you have the wisdom to see a situation objectively, you'll automatically feel compassion toward others and see how you yourself contribute to the problems. In fact, the best way to address a complex problem is often to examine it in depth, then disengage your mind from it so a solution can surface intuitively. In short, mindfulness is non-judgmental. Things are neither good nor bad. They're simply the way they are, it's like looking at something for the first time with no preconceived notions. You merely observe what's there without adding I or me to the equation. You also observe changes as they occur without adding to, subtracting from, or distorting the experience. You're both a participant and an observer of your inner universe. It's important to debunk several myths about meditation up front. First, meditation is relaxing, but the goal isn't just to relax. It's to achieve awareness in order to gain insight. Meditation doesn't involve psychic abilities or going into a trance, nor is it meant for saints or holy people. It's not about escaping reality, thinking lofty thoughts, nor will it solve your problems magically. 
Vipassana meditation is simply about training your mind to see and accept things as they are, so you can decide if and how to address them. Cultivating Your Mindfulness Practice Now, let's build on our understanding of mindfulness and meditation to move from theory to practice. Set aside your existing knowledge, theories, or prejudices and go in without any expectations. Just treat it as an experiment, go with the flow, and see what happens. Observe and accept whatever comes up, then let it go. Don't ponder or analyze, cling to or reject an idea, nor condemn yourself for any bad thoughts or feelings. Ready to get started? First, let's decide how long you're going to meditate. Beginners should start with less than 20 minutes and gradually lengthen your sitting based on how long you can sit without acute pain. Choose a comfortable position, sit still, and close your eyes. Treat your mind like a cup of muddy water. Be still and allow the mud to settle so the water becomes clear. Don't change positions until you've reached the predetermined time, since it'll interfere with your ability to concentrate deeply. Keep your mind on the present by focusing on your breath. Take three deep breaths. Then, breathe normally and effortlessly. Start by directing your attention to the rims of your nostrils. Notice the sensation of your breath flowing in and out the brief pauses between inhaling and exhaling, and how your breath lengthens as you relax. Just observe. Don't verbalize or conceptualize anything. If your mind wanders, you can use several methods to bring it back. You can count your breath, for example, by counting one, 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 when inhaling, then two, 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 when exhaling, or count one to ten quickly each time you inhale or exhale. Once you've refocused on your breathing, stop counting. An alternative is to try linking your inhale and exhale so it becomes one breath. Focus on the point where your inhale and exhale touch, keeping your attention on the rims of your nostrils. Gradually, your mind and body may feel so light that you barely notice them. Instead, you may sense a third object of meditation, like a star, flower, or some subtle sign at the rims of your nostrils. This is a sign of deep concentration, and it's possible to call up this sign at will with practice and mastery. You may also start to become aware of other things happening with your breath. For example, the water vapor present in the air, how your lungs and abdomen expand and contract with the flow of air, and how transient each breath is, like everything else in the universe. What to do with your body during meditation? 
The right body posture helps you to stay physically still and stable. Sit for long periods of time without pain or muscular fatigue and stay alert mentally and physically. Sit with your back straight, your spine erect, your head in line with the spine, and your body fully relaxed. Wear loose, soft clothing that won't restrict your blood flow or nerve sensations. Remove any shoes, tight socks, or stockings. If you're sitting on the floor, use a relatively firm cushion that's at least three inches thick when compressed. Sit close to the front edge of the cushion. Rest your crossed legs on the floor with padding for your shins and ankles. Fold your legs comfortably. The full lotus is ideal for long sittings, but not everyone can do it. So, choose a position where you can sit the longest without pain. Some variations include the Native American style, the Burmese style, or the half lotus. Cup your hands one on the other. Rest them on your lap below the navel, with your wrist against your thigh and palms turned upward. If you're sitting on a chair, choose a chair with a level seat, straight back and no arms. Don't lean against the back of the chair. Place your legs side by side with your feet flat on the floor. Place your hands in the same way as when you sit on the floor. What to do with your mind during meditation. Your goal is to reach the state where you're aware of everything that's happening in the present without engaging in them. When you're aware of a thought, it surfaces and passes lightly, like a bubble, without triggering other reactions. By contrast, when you're consciously thinking a thought, it feels heavy and compulsive, leading to other thoughts in a chain reaction. Through deep concentration, we can slow down our thought process to examine each element in microscopic detail. Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. We use our breath as a point of focus to direct our attention. You can use any object for meditation, but breathing is ideal because it's portable, happens naturally without conscious thought, comes with observable variations, and is a transient, present-moment process that's universal to all living things. It's like a miniature model of life. Initially, your mind may drift, or you may think about your breath instead of just observing it. Each time your mind strays, gently bring it back to your breathing. Don't get upset with yourself. Structuring your meditation. In order to form mental habits, you need to sustain your meditation practice. Devote a specific period each day exclusively for vipassana meditation. Each day, we accumulate a range of mental and emotional issues. During meditation, such issues may surface, allowing you to look them over, let them go, and refresh your mind daily. 
Choose a daily pattern that fits your schedule. Ideally, meditate in the morning while you're still fresh or in the evening to clear your mind before sleeping. Beginners can start with one sitting a day for 20 to 30 minutes. After a year of daily practice, you should be able to sit for one hour each time. Seasoned meditators may practice three to four hours a day. As a rule of thumb, aim to sit just five minutes longer than the length that's comfortable for you right now. Remember, your goal is to develop mindfulness. You're not competing against anyone or trying to prove anything. Use a quiet, comfortable place where you can focus on your meditation. You can use candles, incense, or soft lighting if you wish, but they are not required. You can also use recitations to clear your mind and prepare yourself psychologically before a meditation. The idea is to enter the meditation with good intentions or loving friendliness towards yourself and others. Dealing with Problems and Distractions in Meditation During meditation, you'll inevitably encounter distractions and problems like pain, odd sensations, boredom, or fear, most of which can be resolved by mindfulness. Halfway through your sitting, you may suddenly think, Did I pay my phone bill? My back hurts. Or, Hmm, I'd like a cookie. These are all distractions. If you encounter physical pain, start by eliminating the pain as far as possible. Take your usual medication or liniment if you have an existing ailment, or correct your posture to minimize discomfort. Make any residual pain the object of your meditation. Observe the pain mindfully and explore the feeling instead of fighting it. You may realize there's two parts to the pain, the sensation itself and your physical mental resistance to the pain. Become aware of the tensed muscles and try to relax each one. Recognize your mental dislike or rejection of the pain so you can let go of that resistance. When you can examine your pain from all angles and take it apart piece by piece, like how you unravel a knot, it will loose its hold on you. If your legs go to sleep, don't worry. The numbness is actually caused by nerve pinch, not a lack of blood circulation and it won't damage your body. Just stay relaxed and observe the sensation. If you feel sleepy, make it your object of meditation. Notice the sensations, characteristics, and effects of your drowsiness. If need be, take a deep breath and hold it as long as you can. Then, breathe out slowly and repeat the process until you feel mindful again. Basically, you can deal with any distraction, emotional or attitudinal obstacles by observing it mindfully until it dissipates. If you feel bored, it's a sign that you're not really looking at things with the childlike wonder and curiosity of mindfulness. If fear arises due to certain thoughts or memories, realize that it's self-generated and your thoughts and memories can't hurt you. Likewise, 
don't read too much into odd sensations like itching, tingling, or floating sensations. Observe the phenomena mindfully without getting engaged. Watch how they form and disappear, how long they last, how they affect your body and so on, until they dissipate naturally. If a distraction persists, step back to study it with calm detachment by asking three questions. What is it? How strong is it? And how long does it last? Initially, you'll find yourself thinking your answers in words. Aim to gradually experience the answers in a wordless, non-conceptual way. If multiple sensations arise concurrently, give attention to the strongest sensation until it passes. Then, refocus on your breathing. To manage your distractions, count your breath using the earlier methods, or think in, out, as you breathe, until you've refocused your mind. You can also gauge the time that has passed since you were distracted. For example, I've been distracted for three minutes. Don't worry about the accuracy of your estimate. The idea is to become mindful of the distracting thought, pull yourself out of it, and return to your breath. Remind yourself that you're sitting to focus your mind, not to waste time on random thoughts. At some point, you'll realize that your monkey mind is full of incessant, random chatter like a mental madhouse. Don't get upset about it. Just observe what's going on. With deep concentration, you'll see your thoughts and feelings rising slowly like bubbles, float in your consciousness, then drift away. In short, your goal is to simply train your mind by observing your breath for a predetermined period. If distractions pop up, notice them. Let your attention flow over them, then return to your breathing. Don't seek them out, fight them, or dwell on them. With each meditation, you're exercising your mindfulness muscles. Gradually, it'll be easier to concentrate on one thing and to notice and release your distractions. Mindfulness in Everyday Life Your end goal is to cultivate new mental habits, so you're mindful not only during meditation, but throughout the day. Set aside time daily, for example, 10 to 15 minutes every evening, to incorporate mindfulness into your everyday life. You can use walking meditation to let go of restless energy. Find a private place with space for at least 5 to 10 paces in a straight line. Stand at one end for one minute with your arms comfortably at your front, back, or sides. Lift the heel of one foot while breathing in and rest that foot on its toes while breathing out. Repeat this as you walk at the slowest possible pace that feels natural. At the opposite end, stand for another one minute, then repeat the process back to your starting point. Keep your chin up and your body relaxed. Keep your eyes open, but focus fully on your walking sensations. 
how each body part and muscle works, what it's like for your foot to lift, swing, descend, and touch the floor, and so on. As you go about your day, take a few seconds to notice your postures. Be aware of what's happening from head to toe as you walk, sit, bend, etc. Or try doing an activity in slow motion so you can observe every nuance. For example, when you're drinking tea, you can notice your sitting posture, the way you hold the cup, the aroma of the tea reaching your nostrils, the way the liquid flows past your lips into your mouth. Use every possible moment to practice mindfulness, be it at the supermarket queue or while waiting for the bus. Benefits of Mindfulness and Meditation Much of our suffering comes from our own mental barriers and perceptions. Mindfulness helps to dissolve such artificial barriers, to change how we perceive our experiences and relationships. You train your mind to concentrate on one thing and to become aware when your thoughts start to drift. With practice, you develop new mental habits and maintain heightened awareness even when you're not meditating. You also learn to see things as they truly are without adding or subtracting from them to distort reality you start to perceive the true nature of all phenomena without conscious thought, including the concepts of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and selflessness. Everything around us is transitionary. As you listen to this summary, the cells in your body are changing. If you don't pay attention, you may suddenly realize one day that you've aged and lament your lost youth. This pain comes from your own inattention to reality. Mindfulness makes you acutely aware that nothing is permanent, be it a pleasant experience, material possessions, or even a huge building. You see how things ebb and flow, learn the pointlessness of clinging on to things, and free yourself in the process. All worldly things will eventually be unsatisfying, yet once you're mindful of how every moment is different and unique, life no longer seems dull. You're alert to the flow of energy and life around you. You become sensitized to the present reality, what you're doing, when and why you're doing it, and how everything is connected. You also come to realize that there's no entity that's permanent or unchanging, including our sense of self or soul. Instead of clinging to an ingrained notion of self, as if we're unchanging and separate from all other things, you start to see how we're changing constantly and connected to everyone else. We've just explained mindfulness and how you can start cultivating your own practice. Besides the tips captured in this summary, the book also includes the background on the origins and concepts of meditation how they relate to Buddhism concepts and Western scientific discoveries, as well as how to address common concerns or obstacles to mindfulness. If you've enjoyed the ideas in this summary, do get a copy of the book for more details. 
Hello, listener. Thank you for listening to our content. Remember to follow us here on the platform. We prepared a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes.